Hi, everybody, and welcome back to My Brother's an Idiot. Uh, it is a podcast where we talk about whatever and however the hell we want, just because we can, and we're goons. What is so damn funny? <laughs> she dropped off right as he started talking. <laughs> yeah. She on my, see that? <laughs> on, on my side, you guys all disappeared, so he's like, hello and wave. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> Everybody and welcome back to my brother's an idiot. Yes, it's your favorite goon squad talking about whatever the hell we want. We're happy that you're here. Welcome. My name is Matt. I am the king of the goons. Let me kick you around the rest of the squad. First, we're going to start with MJ, Michaela, the voice of God, dipshit, aka as will forever be known as Mikaela, like that guy from Avatar likes to say. Hi, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. I got my cute Hello Kitty bedazzled cup full of water, so. Well, at least there's glitter involved. Yes, there's rhinestones. Rhinestones. All right, just don't turn into a cowboy. All right, let us throw it over to the Emperor Goon, the Goon Emeritus. Still playing Hurt, Milty. You're on the mend, but still not feeling great. We appreciate you being here. What's going on? Well, I just want everybody to know that I've been vaccinated, COVID-aided, aggravated, inactivated, contaminated, and now tabulated as a statistic. Hi, everybody. Prepare to be fascinated tonight. (laughs) Wow. Milky wraps. (laughs) (laughs) Old boy was spitting bars, man. That's awesome. (laughs) And last but not least, I summon my brother, the idiot, the goon. Goon! And I am here. Hey, uh, Milty. Yo. How long have you spent inside and why is it too long? (laughs) You've had way too much time to think about that introduction, I think. (laughs) Well, I've been inside since last Tuesday. So a week ago, Tuesday. A week ago, Tuesday. I have been there before. It is not fun. I uh, don't uh, envy you at all. So thanks for joining us. Yeah, we do appreciate it. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Love it. All right. Thank you, guys. Oh, let's kick this thing off with a bang. We've got a couple of things to celebrate. First of all, I do want to give a shout out to Mark. You celebrated a birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, sir. Hey, thanks. I uh, got uh, a lot of really awesome happy birthdays, you know, from... Uh, uh, my girlfriend, Bobby, I got a lot of happy birthdays from the panel here. I got a lot of birthdays from the Littleton Pokemon Go Discord. Uh, that was awesome. Facebook was also very kind to me, but my favorite has to be uh, the video tribute I got from one Johannes Ekstrom uh, from Avatar. So I appreciate him uh, giving me a little bit of a birthday song and telling me how awesome I am and how he loves vegan voodoo donuts so that was pretty sweet (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. And again, he kept saying, how do I pronounce the name? Here we say Mikaela. So that's you now. You are now Mikaela. Uh, where's that dude? Where's that dude from anyway? They're from Sweden. Sweden. All right, cool. Yes. Yes. Got and it. it's funny because they have six albums worth of material spanning 25 years, I believe now. And I believe they've only done one song on record that is in their native tongue. They've done two in German and one in Swedish and the rest are in English. Nice. So. <laughs> but we love you, Avatar. We'll see you in October, man. Can't wait. Awesome. All right. Uh, the other thing we need to celebrate is my brother's an idiot. This past week has earned its second dollar. We're at two dollars. Woohoo! Hell yeah! Hey. Hell yeah! Tiny little pina coladas for all of us. Right. Like a machine. right. Everyone gets fifty cents. So, uh, just real quick on that two dollars, I just want to make a special tribute to uh, my buddy uh, Jonathan and his wife Toaster or his wife, Mama Toaster, uh, get in the toaster on the Discord. Uh, our guys were traveling across the country from California and went on a goon binging. And he listened to basically seven straight episodes. So congratulations on making it through that much without <laughs> wanting to kill any of us. <laughs> and we really appreciate you helping us earn that second dollar, buddy. Um, I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, happy that you're listening. Awesome. Yeah, as we could watch it actually go up, it kept changing. I'm like, why? What's going on? Why does it keep going up? And then all of a sudden, I got the notification. Oh, yeah, Toaster is listening to seven hours straight. Like, oh, <laughs> makes sense. So thanks, Toaster. We appreciate you, buddy. Thanks, getting the toaster. We love you, buddy. <laughs> All right, let's cover a little bit of something that we uh, talked about either last week or two weeks ago. Uh, the South Park guys and their impending purchase of, uh, or hopeful purchase of Casa Bonita, they actually had some news come out today. They signed a giant deal with uh, Viacom. Uh, Mark, you turned us on to this. You want to kind of touch on it a little bit? Yeah, so CBS Viacom signed Trey and Matt, the creators of South Park, to a gigantimo deal today um I, i'd imagine it's been in the works for a long time but i mean cast Benita better be like the greatest thing on earth when they get done with it because it's a reported um 900 million dollars for these two guys to make six more seasons of south park which would bring their total up to uh they, they would kick their total up to 30 total seasons which is awesome that show is great and uh they would have 14 South Park movies come straight to the what used to be called CBS Plus, which is now uh, Paramount Plus. Um, so that's really cool, all of that. And then also a new, another South Park video game. So um, those guys obviously doing the right thing. Two of those South Park movies are supposed to come out this year. So, I mean, they can kick some things loose pretty quickly. So congratulations to those boys there from Colorado. Uh, I thought it was very interesting in the press release that they introduced the lawyers' names too. It was a longtime family friend, and then somebody also who's a lawyer in Park County, Colorado. So that's their lawyer team is <laughs> somebody that they've known for a long time, and then somebody from Park County, Colorado. So congratulations to those boys. Um, uh, Matt, 
tell us tell us a little bit about your vacation. Why you missed? Uh, why what what you were doing when you weren't here a couple weeks ago? Yeah. So as uh, you heard when uh, the gang recorded without me, we were on a boat. Uh, we were on the Carnival Breeze on a, a five day voyage out of Galveston. We went to Costa Maya and Cozumel. Uh, had a great time. It's so much fun to travel just as our family group, and it's the first time really that our adult kids have been able to travel with us as adults, and we had just a blast. It was so much fun. Uh, one thing I did want to mention is you can tell Costa Maya is kind of remote and a lot of the people moved away. We were the only, only the second cruise ship to come through as the industry is getting restarted. Uh, and there wasn't anybody there working and it was obvious, um, 45 minute wait to stand at the bar and get a round of beers and shots for me and the boys. And they were just doing the best they could. I mean, it wasn't anything to get mad about. There just wasn't anybody there. One guy working 30 tables in the bar, six guys, behind the bar and we were 60. It was nuts. Uh, Cozumel, obviously a lot more metropolitan area, a lot more people there. Um, had a great time just sitting on the beach and drinking Mai Tais and taking a dip in the water. And uh, my boys brought home some pina colada tequila, which is dangerously good, uh, like amazingly tasty. And I, I just couldn't believe how good it was. Um, overall, the, the staff and crew on the breeze did a fantastic job. We all felt safe. Um, got my drink on for sure, ate some great food and had a great time. So kudos to Carnival and everyone that uh, was there to help us out, uh, especially in those two towns we hit, did the best they could. It was great. Well, congratulations on finally getting on that cruise that you planned two decades ago. I know. <laughs> yeah. COVID canceled it four times on us. So it was a great time. It was great to finally get out on it. All right. Let us move on. We are going to play Guess the Team. So if I understand this correctly, Michaela was doing some research last night and picked uh, three names of players, uh, all-time players from one NFL team, and we have to guess the team. Is that right, MJ? Yeah. Well, I have five teams for us mm. to do this with. Perfect. I wanted, I wanted more. Yes. And he did not get them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, so I well I have five teams. Um and each team has three players and they were in the top 30 of approximate value for each team. So hopefully you guys know who they are. I surely do not know who any of these guys are. Mark <laughs> Define approximate value. Yeah, what is that? That's, I was wondering that myself. Like, what value are we talking about? Like, approximate value. It's like wins above a placement. Okay, so the, there's an actual statistic. Yeah, it's a stat. Okay, because I can think of a lot of different things that would require some form of value. And what I mean, isn't there a couple movies where they use like memories as currency and that kind of shit? Like, are we talking about like value as in like growing up value or? <laughs> No, like value to the team. Like, like dollar amount? Functional value. No. Okay. Okay, sorry. It's a stat. God. I was just curious. Okay. We're going to start with the first team now. Arizona Cardinals. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready for your guys' first three names? Yes. yes. All right. Nick Martin, Chester Pitts, Whitney Merciless. Oh, God. Whitney Merciless. The Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Nope. No. Washington football team or the Redskins, depending on how far back it goes. Nope. 
Uh, I was going to try to Google, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not resorting to Google yet. <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars. Nope. Hmm. He's resorted to Google. It took 15 seconds. <laughs> we can all hear you would, typing, Mark. I wouldn't have known this one. I'll recuse myself if I have to. <laughs> go ahead and fire away. No, go ahead. We I got, want you guys to guess too. Uh, Whitney Merciless. God, I know that name. Yeah, I know. That's the one that gave it away to me. The Jets. Nope. Mm, I don't Milty, know. Milty, take a stab. Duh bears. Nope, not duh bears. All right, Matt, Mark. go ahead and take another I, stab. I, Jesus Christ. No, Mark, just say it. We have four more teams to go through, and you guys suck at this game already. Fuck, okay. It is the Houston. Uh, oh, the Texans. Texans. Correct. So what's the what's yes. the time frame on this AV? Is it like all time? Is it? They're the top. Top 30 players all time for each of these teams. I I asked, and you guys said that that was okay. I didn't realize you are going to pull some obscure stat. I thought maybe you just grab a list of top 30 players of all time of certain teams, and maybe we'd have a shot. Whitney Merciless is the, is the top 30 player for the Texans? I'll, hold on a second. Before you tear her apart anymore, let's talk about the Houston Texans as a franchise. <laughs> well, it's a can you name? Fire. Hold on a second. Before you go on, can you name 30 players that have played in a Houston Texans uniform that are worth half a shit? No. Nope. Thank you. So Whitney Merciless has got to be on that list because you recognize him, right? So I'm okay with it. I'm going to let it go. Mm. Play All on. Right. Let's, let's see what one. the next one is. All right. I, I may change one. my opinion based on the next one. Um, yeah, J.J. Watt before, must be at the bottom of the list. Right. But before we go on, I do have to say, is it the Arizona Cardinals? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I, I I thought the Cardinals would be too unfair because they had like six teams and I didn't know who some of the teams were. So I was like, never mind. <laughs> this is a can of worms. I'm not going to open. All right. Next three names. Bobby Hebert. Joe Horn, Cameron Jordan. That is yeah, yeah, New, we all know New that Saints. one. New Orleans. And it, it's, it's not Bobby Hebert. It's, it's Bobby Bear. It's the Raging Cajun. But let's all talk about the fact that Joe Horn is definitely supposed to be on that list because Joe Horn was the man for the Saints for like two decades. I'm that down with awesome. all three. I'm down with yeah. all three of those guys. Absolutely. Joe Horn was the fucking only thing going for that team for fucking ever. Who was their quarterback? Was uh, Aaron uh, – who was their quarterback back then? And the big tall guy number two. Uh, gosh, Saints quarterback that uh, during that per- time period. <laughs> I don't remember. Me too. Uh, Aaron something. Um, I can't. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'll yeah, think of it yeah. later. We'll, we'll go yeah. on. We're but brain farting. It, yeah, but it's. I mean, the the guy could just throw the ball to Joe Horn, and that's all he did. And Joe Horn was awesome. All right. All right. That one was pretty easy for you. Uh, okay. Next one. Tim Foley, Doug Betters, Jim Kick. That's. I know this Mine. one. Me too. Yeah. Obviously, if Mark knows it, I know this one for sure. I, I was sorry. I was I was researching uh, Aaron Brooks. Oh, Aaron Brooks. Yeah, that's so right. what were the names again? Tim Foley, Doug Betters, Jim Kick. <laughs> that's the one that gave it away for me. I got two out of those three. Yeah. I have no fucking idea. Way south. Way go, south. Go ahead, Milty. Fire away. He's just Googling. Miami Dolphins. Yep. Yeah, it's Miami. Jim Kick. 
That man's yeah, I, name has two eyes in it. Yes, it does. Yep. <laughs> University of Wyoming running back. Yep. All right. Next one. Joe Thomas, Doug Deacon, Brian Sape. The Browns. Yep. Yep. Joe Thomas, that's an easy one. Yep. That's pretty recent. Yep. One of the best linemen to ever play. Yep. Ever. Ever. It's a shame he never got a championship because he played in fucking Cleveland. Cleveland yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Last one. Fred Boletnikoff. Oh. Rich Cannon. I already know. Willie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even Come need the now. other two. <laughs> I, I, I got Did it at Rich Fred. Cannon was number two. I got it at Fred. B- yeah, Fred. B- <laughs> <laughs> Who is the third one? Uh, Willie Brown. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that, a decent list. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. Hooray. See, Hooray. approximate value is not a bad stat. Can we talk? <laughs> just that the yeah, Texans just the Houston suck. Texans are a god awful franchise. All right. And not getting any better. Can we all talk about the fact that um Mr. Gruden might be just a tad overrated as a coach. <laughs> what was your first clue? <laughs> the guy the guy still has seven years on his deal, and I don't think that team's any better. I think they're the worst team in our division. By far the worst team in the division. No, not by far. Yeah, they're not by far the worst. They're definitely in the running. The Broncos are a quarterback away from being a playoff team. The Chargers are always going to be in the mix. I mean, they, and they're only getting better with a franchise quarterback. We all know about the Chiefs. What what do the Raiders have? They've traded away all of their stars. They're be, they're, they're only halfway def, decent off defensive linemen they traded away, and they are third from the bottom in sacks since trading him away. Right, and you're you're looking at the future, right? As as the way the roster is currently constructed, um, they're not getting better. They're getting worse. His draft picks are awful. I don't know why you're shouting at me. Because that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is, if you look at the, the the last couple of years, the Broncos and the Raiders have been the worst, and they have been comparable to each other. Now, to your point, the Broncos should, on paper, be better this year. Who knows? They haven't actually played a game in 2021 yet. So, yeah, if the quarterback figures it out, yeah, they absolutely could be in playoff contention because of the roster. But it's a roster on paper. They haven't played it down in football yet. There goes all of our listeners in Denver. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, I speak the truth. I love Denver, but come on. It's all all of our listeners there in our home city. (laughs) All three. If you disagree with me, reach out to me at Puffalupagus on Twitter or at the Idiot Goons or at (laughs) my brother's an idiot on Facebook. There. (laughs) I even squeezed in the socials. All right, let's move on and talk about uh, some NFL news, some interesting news out of Indianapolis this week. So Carson Wentz, he who is cursed and cannot stay healthy, had to have foot surgery on some goofy-ass bone in his foot, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. Uh, Milty, we're going to start with you here. Um, What do you think is going to happen with Indianapolis coming up here the next season? All I can say is that some people, once they come into the NFL out of college, you know, they're just jinxed with injuries. Uh, Some people would have made a fantastic career. I think Carson Wentz, had he stayed in Philly or even even going to the Colts, he has a chance of, you know, even uh, 2017, he was going to head it towards MVP and they won the Super Bowl that year. I, I just think that he's jinxed. 
there's not much else he can do to make it any better. Yeah, very true. And then the news came out the next day that Quentin Nelson, their all-star guard uh, at the University of Notre Dame, has to have the exact same surgery on a bone that, again, that no one can pronounce. Uh, Mark, chime in here. Have you ever heard of anything like this? All There's two points I really want to make here is Andrew Luck is somewhere just laughing hysterically at this whole thing, just going, oh, my God, this is hilarious. <laughs> Um, the sec the second point I would make is who the fuck is the Colts backup? And why did you put all of your money into Carson Wentz, who hasn't played a full season of football in his entire career, I don't think. Um, their backups are Brett Hundley and Jacob Eason. Who who the fuck are these guys? Like I, I get that, you know, all all is sunny and Indianapolis apparently with Jacob Eason and Brett Hundley is showing some apparently traits or some shit. And then there's another guy, Matt, I think that you were talking about as well. I don't know if you were or not, but I think we were talking about it the other night. I can't remember because they're all really bad. And Carson Wentz is good when he can stay healthy, but he's not staying healthy. And then he's got to find his way back. This season is done for the Colts. They're done. They're done. Somebody put in a call to Phillip Rivers. Well, and I saw somewhere that they're looking at Nick Foles. That's Who coming. gives a fuck? That's coming. Nick Foles is your savior? <laughs> He's better than the other three jabronis that they have. Well, yeah, because one of them only has one leg. <laughs> <laughs> By default, that makes you better if you have two legs as a quarterback. Yep. Uh, we were talking about Eason, uh, the kid out of uh, Washington. Um, who? And Yeah. <laughs> Eason. Yeah, who exactly. Um, and you can start to see this dance between Frank Reich and Nick Foles being played out in different press conferences. Like, oh, yeah, I love that guy. Oh, yeah, I love playing for that guy. Uh, this is coming, right? You can see the trade just happening at some point. They're going to need to find a solution because it's not what they have currently on the roster. No, especially if they don't have a left guard or a left tackle. What's wrong with their left tackle? The left tackle, left guard. The guard. Who they just, guard. Guard. Qu- guard. Quentin guard. Nelson. Yep. Quentin Nelson. I mean, they couldn't keep the guy upright two years ago, and that's why he retired. And then they got the world's oldest quarterback to play behind the offensive line and run the ball last year, uh, Woody from Toy Story, who was there last year. And now they don't have anybody. And I, I don't – the Colts are done. They're done. Yep, agreed. Just, rip. Rip yep. Colts. Rip, rip Colts. Rip Colts. Colts. I know – I know a Jacksonville fan who's very happy about this, but I, <laughs> I don't. I just don't understand the theory of holding all of your marbles with Carson Wentz. I just don't understand like what the thought process was there. You're you're better off trying to get Tim Tebow. I see the vein. I'm just not even going to acknowledge that comment. <laughs> <laughs> just not going to do it. You're fighting the vein. Those. <laughs> Jacob Eason's already a better quarterback than Tim what you What you're seeing right now is <laughs> the blood pressure rising in Matt's face, and then the, the vein is showing up that we call Tebow out. It's not a drinking day. I'm having LaCroix, so there will be no, <laughs> there will be no hooting and hollering about Tim Tebow from my side. No, but he's fighting the urge to. He is. Yeah, I'm over it. It's fine. Let's let us move on and continue talking about <laughs> the football. color of your face says otherwise. <laughs> Nobody can see this. This is radio. <laughs> uh, I do. Before we move on to the next uh, topic, want to mention that as we were recording this, there is actually a football game being played. Can I get an amen from the congregation? 
No. Amen. You betcha. That's right. <laughs> Not for me. I, I, I agree that it's a sucky football game, but it's the very beginning. Right. It is the first milestone to hit on the road to the beginning of the season. We finally know that there's going to be games. It, it, the dog days of summer are just so bad. Yes, it's not a good football game, but it's football. I'm still going to watch it. Yes, Mark, you have something to say. The only thing that matters about this weekend is 2-7. And? Steve Atwater. And? 18. And? Yes. And? And? and 47. Thank you. Three Broncos going into the hall. But one of them was a Bronco for his entire career. Mm, that's not true. Well, I mean, for, yeah. Okay. The bulk of winning, he was good. <laughs> all of his, all of his, all pros and pro bowls. Yes, were... that's correct. He was yes. shit for the Jets. <laughs> yes, that's correct. He was, he was old and breaking down, and his shoulders weren't good anymore. And he played for the Jets. But yes, Atwater was a football god in these parts. Uh, one Two of seven. My, one of my all-time favorites. Yep. Uh, congratulations to all three of those guys, uh, Peyton, John, and and uh, Steve. Well done. We all remember the play right against the no, Chiefs. Yeah. Oh my Monday, God! Monday Night Football the hit. Yep, the hit against Christian Okoye. He was never the same after that. Christian Okoye, Okoye yeah, Okoye, yeah, Okoye was never the same because he was used to just running rough shot. I mean, he was what six four two sixty, and Atwater Atwater just exploded his face later. And then Milty, you know this. What did they had Atwater mic'd up for that game? What did Atwater say after the hit? That's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Well, if I remember it correctly, it's. Damn, I'm glad he doesn't play wide receiver. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, it was something like, I'm glad that motherfucker doesn't play wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> so good. All right. Thank you all. Let us move on and stay in football. There are shakeups happening in the college football landscape. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma are leaving the Big 12 and taking half of all the money that goes into that conference with them and have asked the SEC to come in. Yeah, uh, MJ, I'm going to start with you. Uh, what do you think about Texas's chances in the SEC? <laughs> on, if you had asked me 24 hours ago what team – or what conference Texas played in, I would have said, which Texas? And the answer is, I don't know, because I don't know what any of the conferences are or who any of these teams are. But if they're rich and they're taking all the money, that sucks for the rest of them, I guess. Uh, Matt, you were incorrect about that figure. When you say half, um, it's more like 55 to 60% of all the money from the conference comes from those two schools. Aren't well, so okay. Here's probably a dumb question. Um, they're all NCAA, right? So, aren't they all in the same conference <laughs> overall? No, that's no. okay, Michaela. To compare it to hockey, that's like saying, um, okay, so the Colorado Avalanche and the Detroit Red Wings both play in the NHL, so that's the same division, right? Okay, all right, that that's makes correct sense. Comparison, cool, yeah. That yeah. did that work. So the idea is there's five big conferences, and those are the conferences that make all the decisions as far as football are concerned. You've got the SEC, the ACC, you've got the Big Ten, then you've got the other two. 
<laughs> um, the Big well, Twelve and the Pac Twelve. The, the other two. We're, yeah. we're just going to call them what it is right now. It's the other yeah. two. Um, with with this merger, you see uh, Texas and Oklahoma finally kick, get kicked over there. I would be very shocked if you don't see Clemson moving to the SEC as well. I, I just would be thoroughly shocked if we don't see that. Um, also, um, there's going to be some movement. Uh, Kansas is going to the Big Ten, which officially makes them the Big 14, I'm pretty sure at this point. Um, and I also saw Iowa State would move, which is a natural moving because their rivalry is with Iowa, who is also in the Big Ten, which would make them the Big 15. Um, I would also assume that there's some other movement going on there as well. Uh, I would I would spell the end of the ACC if Clemson moves. So uh, Maryland would go to probably the SEC or maybe, I don't know, the Big Ten, which would make them the Big 16 at this point. I, I think Maryland is in the Big Ten, which is 16. Now. Okay, you're right. Okay. So then, so they were now to back down to 15 teams in the Big Ten. Um, then you have the Pac-12, which is actually 16 teams. And then you've got the Big 12, which is actually right now with the subtraction of Texas and Oklahoma, eight teams. Um, you talk about a merger between those two conferences. Somehow CU gets kind of lost in that mix, I think, unfortunately. Um, and then you talk about the, um, the Mountain West Conference, which is going to have to do something too in order to stay relevant. So do they go with the Big 18 at that point or the Pac-18? Um, I, I don't know. Like there's just a lot going on and it all has to do with money. And a lot of it has to do with the name, image, and likeness stuff that's happening right now. Uh, I thought it was very interesting that there is a freshman from Alabama who's like the third string on their roster for quarterback who's making $1 million this year. Um, and it's the long game. They signed him to $1 million, and I'm not sure which company signed him. But they're basically saying that he's a three-year investment at $1 million. Was that the, the uh, PetSmart guy? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, one mil- one million dollars basically for three plus years, um, and that's what you're going to start seeing is these guys who are coming in as seventeen year olds just making fucking bank, and this is all having to do with this you know Power Five conference, which will soon be like three, maybe two conferences at that point. Who knows? Who knows what the landscape's going to look like in three years? Right. Uh, before I kick it over to Milty, MJ, you have something to say. So are these guys just allowed to move around whenever they so please? or The teams or the players? The teams. Uh, no, no, they all have contracts. Yeah, there's contracts. Oh, shit. They're like, every team is going to change fucking conferences. Then what's the point? Well, so they're all contracted out. Um, like this Texas and Oklahoma deal, I think, doesn't kick in until 2025, something like that. And so we're all contracted out through that point. So we're talking about like four years into the future, we're talking about all this happening. And so there's a lot of moving pieces and a lot of it has to do with TV contracts. Um, And so you're talking about that kind of money Uh, with Texas. They have their own TV deal with their own network. So they don't really fit into the big 12, which is part of ESPN's whole thing. And then ESPN suddenly has a lawsuit against it from the Big 12 because they're talking about the Texas-Oklahoma thing. And so the Big 12 went, you guys are being mean to us. And as a financial pros- uh, as a financial partner, you should be promoting us. So they're suing ESPN now. Uh, there, it's just a lot of fucking crazy ass shit. And uh, it's actually easier for players to move than teams. But uh, that's all through the transfer portal. Right. Milty, chime in. What do you think? I think the uh, Big 12 is about to pull a Southwest Conference Act. I don't know if you guys remember 
the Southwest Conference for many, many years uh, had, what, seven Texas teams, including University of Texas, SMU and some others, Texas Tech, Texas A&M, and Arkansas. Well, back in the very late 80s to early 90s, that that conference folded. Texas went to what the Big Eight with, and took got a couple other Texas teams in the form in the Big 12. Arkansas went to the SEC, and SMU got the death penalty for cheating. Uh, so I see the Big 12, you know, going the same way, just gone, completely gone. It's a, just a memory. Um, and, you know, they're taking some of these teams, you know, Mark mentioned Iowa State with Iowa. That's a good rivalry. Iowa State's going to be a great patsy for Ohio State. Uh, that's where some of the teams are going to go. I mean, they don't have any other place to go. Old man starts. <laughs> Love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple of wild cards to talk about here, too. Uh, one is Notre Dame. Uh, yeah. They're going to get – yeah, they've got the contract at NBC. And they have a lot of money coming in, but I think they're going to find themselves having to get into a conference. Um, and it's really interesting because they have they are contractually obligated if they join a football conference to join the ACC because that's where they play basketball. And if they don't, they're subject to a hundred and fifty million dollar penalty. Um, now, if I'm Notre Dame, I'm not joining the ACC to play football, especially if Clemson leaves. Right. That's just not going to happen. Um, the natural fit is Notre Dame to the big 22 now. That you know, the middle of the country, right? All those guys. The other one that's really interesting and I think is not being talked about a lot is BYU. Uh, yeah, they play, had historically played in the Mountain West. They still play a lot of those teams, but they're also an independent. Um, they've got a big following. We all know about the religious aspect there and, and how many people follow that team. They're attractive to either the Pac-12 slash Big Ten slash whatever that mashup is going to be at the end of it. Um, there's some money to be made there as well. Um, I also think CU, I see CU and Utah leaving Pac-12 if the merger doesn't happen and moving to the big now 24 uh, just so they don't get lost in the shuffle. CU is a natural fit, I think, of the Big Ten. Uh, you know, you've got the rivalry with um, uh, Nebraska. If Kansas moves, then you've got that tie-in because they played in the Big Eight for years and years and years. Plus, geographically, it just makes sense. And Utah never really fit in the Pac-12, even though geographically it made a little bit more sense. Yes, Mark. Um, Notre Dame, they have bigger rivalries with the USC and Stanford, I think, than they do in the Big Ten. So that, I could see them winding up with the East Coast or the West Coast group as well. It, it's possible. There's there's more money to be made if they go to the West Coast than if they do if they stay in the middle of the country. I'm just saying geographically it makes sense. Plus they've got the game with like Michigan, Michigan State. I mean, they, they, they play those games too. So Ge Geographic is one thing, but in the United States where we can get across the country very, very quickly, I think the finances kind of matter a lot too. And so I think Notre Dame would, I don't know, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens, but there's more than one option for that, that brand. Yeah, for sure. Interesting times ahead. And we were able to educate MJ a little bit on how this all works. Michaela, you have a question. Yeah. Uh, do they have to play in con? I don't understand. Do they have to play in conference or do they play like mostly conference games and then like a few outside games? Yes. 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 The second bit. The second. The bit. the so the the biggest thing about the conferences is once again we're talking about mostly TV money. And uh, they split up the the 
TV money by the conference is generally how we do that. So like Notre Dame is independent and they like to stay independent in football because they have a contract with NBC that's exclusive for Notre Dame's stuff. And it's just like Texas with Texas stuff. That money, unfortunately, right now gets split with the Big 12. And so Texas hates it. Um, but the the Notre Dame money is all by them lonesome. So that's why, that's why this is a big deal. It's more about money than where they're actually playing games. Um, so that, that makes the Notre Dame thing, like I said, more interesting because I think there's more money with the USC Stanford stuff than there is with the um, playing the Midwest things. Yeah. And the other bit that we haven't touched on yet is the bowl money. So in a traditional conference setup, if a team goes to a bowl game, they get the lion's share of the payout, but the rest of that money does then get split up amongst the rest of the teams in the conference. Um, Notre Dame keeps it all. Every single dollar when they go to a major bowl or any bowl. I mean, they they get paid to go play in the game and the the game makes the money on the TV deal. so there's that. I, again, interesting stuff. We'll see what happens. I, we can prognosticate as much as we want. Notice I didn't say prevaricate. I said prognosticate, which would be the appropriate use of the word. Good job by me. All right. Let us move on and talk about the state of Pokemon Go. Take it away, Mark and Michaela. <laughs> I'm not burr, singing this burr, song. Burr. Singing the song. I'm not fucking singing the goddamn song. I'm not, Michaela. I'm not singing the goddamn song. I was making sad clown sounds. I know. But I'm angry. I'm angry. Why are you so mad? Why are you why you have to be mad? Don't even fucking get me motherfucking started on this goddamn game. So For the last goddamn time, Niantic is sitting around fucking around with us. They're throwing out all this shit, trying to steal all of our goddamn money, throwing out all these goddamn things in all the the middle of this fucking pandemic. And all we want to do is, all we want is just a few fixes. I I want to be able to do PvP and enjoy myself, but I can't. Every time I get on the PvP system, I want to tear each hair apart by the follicle in my head and I've got a lot of them and then pull them all out of my chin. I hate the PVP system and there's so many errors and all that kind of crap. And then they've got all these raids and they're coming out with shiny hair across and they're making that a thing because all they care about is their bottom fucking dollar. And they're not listening to us. They're not listening to the people that are spending the money on the game. So they keep rolling out these new fucking things. They're skipping an entire mother fucking generation two yeah you're right two fucking generations of pokemon why so get to the new stuff why why are they doing that it doesn't make any now i get it gen seven's not great we get we understand it's not good gen six neither is seven yeah but they're both bad gen eight's good i get that but you're still skipping all of this shit to get to new stuff none of us care why because in the middle of a goddamn pandemic when things are getting worse in the United States and things are getting worse in your player base in in New Zealand and in uh, Australia, you're going to release a new patch and shorten the distance we have to get to get to pokey stops and gyms. So that means we have to go fucking be face to face with people 
in a time where we should not be face to face with people? What the fuck kind of goddamn sense does that make? So I, I it's just mind blowing to me. And so you've got everybody is just up in arms about this. And the other side of this is, hey, YouTubers, fuck you guys too, because you're all on this. Today is Pokemon No Day. Okay, awesome. Today, for those of you, because by the time this comes out, this will be over, it is August 5th. It is a Thursday. There is no event going on. Nothing. There's nothing new out. Tomorrow, we start a bunch of new shit. So on a day when nobody cares about Pokemon Go, we're all supposed to not play Pokemon, and that's supposed to affect a billion-dollar company in the pocketbook? Fuck no. Don't play this goddamn weekend, YouTubers. I'm calling all of you out. Don't play this fucking weekend. Hurt them where it hurts on the release of Shiny Palkia this weekend. And when they get to Shiny Heracross, let's tell them again. Fuck you, we're not spending any money on this bullshit. Fix it. Give us what we want. Listen to the player base for a little goddamn bit. We're all playing your game. We've been doing it for five years. Give us a goddamn chance to fucking like be humans in a fucking pandemic and listen to your players. Otherwise, we'll just stop playing and go do other things like enjoy life. And that's what I have to say about that. Wow. That was outstanding. I will say you know, we planned this bit and I had no idea what was coming. Uh, and then all of a sudden my Twitter feed blew up earlier today with all of this Pokemon stuff, but I couldn't figure out where the hell it was all coming from. It was Mark. Do you understand Re- now though? It was Mark. <laughs> well, it was Mark retweeting everything that he was seeing in preparation. Yes. And I'm like, oh, okay. I think I kind of get it now. All right. <laughs> I, there are very, there are very prepared statements from about 20 YouTubers and people who organize for Pokemon Go. There's a big player base that plays this goddamn game. And Niantic, the only thing that they've said publicly in the last three days is, hey, Gen 8 is coming. So not only are we skipping two generations of fucking Pokemon and just going to the new stuff, but we're not listening to the players about what we care about and we're not responding to anything. And the person who is in charge of the whole fucking Pokemon Go like online community resigned because she is tired of getting people death threats from people like Liz is retiring. She's like, she's like, oh, bye. Cause she's tired of dealing with it. Like she's a nice lady. Why are we picking on her? Because she's the public face of this. Niantic won't come out and say anything. So fuck Niantic. Let's get this shit in gear and YouTubers. Come on. Don't play through the weekend. Well said, Michaela, do you have anything you'd like to tack on there? No. <laughs> That was a pretty good cut and dry explanation of what's going on. I don't often drink Red Bull at eight, at seven o'clock at night. I drank one just for that. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. That is the state of Pokemon Go and a rant by Mark. Thank you all. Let us move on and talk about bad baseball. That's all I got. (laughs) (laughs) No eagle dropping a fish, no bear. I just just wasted a lot of energy being very angry. (laughs) All right. Let us talk about the race to 100, and it is tightening up. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I will start at the bottom. The Rockies first. Do worse, Rockies. 
do worse. They beat the Cubs again. I know. I know. I know. They're at 91 games. That's their, that's their pace. 91 games. This is looking less and less like the thing we started the whole bit for is not going to happen. They're getting uh, to 500 baseball. That's not bad baseball. That's <laughs> eh baseball. That's the definition of eh baseball. I know. Uh, the Twins are pacing at 95 games, and then we get into the teams that are heading towards 100. The Pirates at 101. Uh, the Orioles at 105. The Rangers at 106. And the fucking Diamondbacks are getting better. They're at 112. They're going the wrong way. That's not spider territory. Not no, spider territory. No. God, that sucks. <laughs> that so bad. Can we cut that? <laughs> Rockies baseball is not necessarily bad baseball anymore. It's eh baseball. Mm, That's I disappointing. Mean, it's it's still eh. bad baseball. Uh, just not super bad baseball. Anyway. It is uh, meh. Yeah, meh baseball. Uh, speaking of baseball, uh, let's start here with Mark. Um, the Major League Baseball trade deadline just happened. Uh, why don't you uh, give us your thoughts? I know your Red Sox made a move. The Rockies did not. What do you got, bud? <laughs> Trevor's story is still a Rocky. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and he hit two home runs tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Michaela, what did Trevor Story say? Do you remember what the exact oh. quote was? Do I have oh, to, let me do I have find to give it. you a minute? Okay. Well, Trevor Story is still a Rocky, and they were like on the verge of dealing him to like five different places, and he was very upset about it. And now Rockies fans, aka somebody that's sitting to the right of Matt over there, is all up in arms because he doesn't want to play for the Rockies, so fuck him. And like I it's just it's funny to me. (laughs) The Rockies are so funny to me. Uh, They just can't help themselves at being bad at being bad. It's, it's so bad, but yeah, we got Kyle Schwarber. So that's awesome. The Yankees are still 10 games out of first and made a couple moves, which are very weird, but keep them in the wild card conversation. And then the Dodgers are just insanely good and they got better. They got Max Scherzer and then another player. And so Oh my God, it's just awful for me to watch the Dodgers just get better. And it's like watching the Yankees on the West Coast. It's horrible. It's horrible. (laughs) But to me, the biggest thing was the Trevor Story thing. Michaela, did you find that quote? Yeah, the quote that you can currently get on a t-shirt if you go to johnboymedia.com is, quote, I'm confused and I don't really have anything good to say about the situation and how it unfolded. Oh, that's such a good The other good thing was that he pulled himself from the lineup the next night. He was like, no, I don't want to play, actually. (laughs) And pulled himself. (laughs) You were trying to deal John Gray as part of it. And I, I don't know if John Gray said anything publicly, but like, those are like two of the only things that you've really got going for you if you're a Rockies fan. <laughs> like, just deal them and get rid of them and just go back to being bad baseball instead of meh baseball. Right. That's uh, it's just awful. It's all that it is. Uh, and the nope. Cubs just decided to just explode their entire franchise and just spread all this. Stuff. <laughs> They're just done. They're just done being good. Like, ah, we'll go back to being the Cubs of the 90s. Mm-hmm. Or oh, the 80s. I mean, we watched yeah. the Cubs. <laughs> Every Saturday afternoon on WGN, man, they were terrible. There's a reason why Rookie of the Year was a Cubs movie because they were not good. <laughs> they just spread all of their like 
here you want a semi-decent player you can have one for nothing <laughs> right we'll just take a couple thousand dollars and right. balls. thanks so uh, milty weeks ago you predicted that the rockies were not going to make 100 losses and it seems like the more this season progresses you are correct do you want to make a call as to whether or not the o's are going to make it because they are getting a little bit better each week uh getting a little bit better and pinning under 100 to two different things i i think they're still going to be there with uh, at least one or two other teams the o's themselves are what the second lowest team in baseball third uh, third okay so may, they'll take uh, two other teams with them i think they're going to make it to 100 rockies are out right um i i not mathematically actually but I was just looking at their remaining games today. They got like 19 very winnable games the rest of the year. Um, And for some reason, the Rockies are able to beat the Padres, you know, like two or three times a year. And they've already done that a couple times this year. So I'm saying three teams, the bottom three teams right now are going to be in a hundred loss and the Rockies won't be one of them. I think it's very interesting that, as a uh, Rockies, not a, a Rockies fan or a Rockies aficionado, but somebody who lives in Colorado, that uh, you say 19 very winnable games and it makes it sound like a bad thing. Like <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and it's funny, as we're talking about this, uh, the big Rockies fan that Mark was referencing is texting me from the next room. The Diamondbacks blew a lead today and lost up four to nothing in the ninth and lost four to five and ten. <laughs> thanks sarah there yeah. you go come, come on the podcast yeah. and trash your team yeah. come on Babe, come on says, the podcast everyone says thanks and they want you on the podcast to come talk rockies so there you go typical <laughs> of spider lore right, yeah, right. <laughs> and she says no so there yeah, i heard a very loud no and i'm pretty, no. Sure, that didn't, pretty sure that no didn't come from gene mingo so. uh mj you have something to say <laughs> I suppose I can. <laughs> Not seeing things, I think. <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 throw this out here. If uh if you guys want to inject bad baseball into your veins, there's a Twitter account called MLB Errors that just posts videos of every error in games, and some of them are so fucking funny. There was one today where a guy, uh, Michael Conforto got an error because he went to get the ball. He went to field the ball and fucking kicked it instead of grabbed it. And so he (laughs) kicked it like all the way into center field and he had to go chase it down and they got scored on. (laughs) (laughs) As bad as it is, sometimes bad baseball is funny. (laughs) Speaking of funny. (laughs) Yes. No, that's all I got. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of funny, nothing. <laughs> Speaking of funny, Michaela, we're kicking it to you for the next bit. Okay, hey, hey, Matt. Yo, you you listened to bad music in the eighties and nineties. <laughs> I still do. <laughs> Uh, what, what can you tell me about uh, It Takes Two, the album by Rob Bass and DG, DJ Easy Rock? Well, you know, anybody who... What about now? 
right, right about now. That's right. The first uh, word spoken on that album. Anybody who was in high school or college in the late 80s, early 90s, they all know it takes two. Um, the, the, especially the first song on the album, the, uh, the title track, It Takes Two. Uh, great dance uh, song that came out. Um, the second track on the album was Joy and Pain, which is a little bit more or a little bit less well-known, but uh, at the, you got to realize that in the 80s, uh, in the hip hop scene, especially in New York, there was a lot of sampling going on. A lot of it was illicit sampling and people were getting sued left and right. And um, nobody knew that they couldn't do it. Um, and Joy and Pain was one of those songs where uh, Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock got sued by uh, Maze and Frankie Beverly because uh, that was originally their song that they came out with. Um, and I actually got to see Frankie Beverly and Maze in concert at Fiddler's Green a bunch of years ago. And it was fantastic. And they actually played that song. I was like, ooh, this is great. Um, the rest of this album is bloody dreadful. Um, and I, I don't know why I even owned it, except I was, you know, 17 and stupid. Um, it Takes Two is not bad lyrically. Join Pain gets a little bit worse. The other commercial hit on the album is a song called Get on the Dance Floor. And I remembered the song, but hadn't heard it in a long time. And I revisited it today. It is um, some of the worst rap I've ever heard in my entire life. It's just awful. I'm like, Rob, dude, come on. <laughs> I mean, you're better than this. It, it, it's just... It's not a great album. Um, like I said, it's got that one hit that's a seminal song for anybody in that generation who was ever in a dance club or at a fraternity party, uh, late 80s, early 90s. And, you know, everybody knew the song and it was the song that got everybody on the dance floor. Aside from that, the rest of the album's just trash. And uh, Yeah, so some bad music there. So there you go. I I don't like it. I like Joy and Pain. That was a good tune. It's a good song. It's just it's not lyrically very good. And the the it's the exact same beat as the first track. <laughs> they just changed it. Oh yeah, music. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like literally the exact same beat they right. just changed it to Joy and Pain. And this was before anybody even discovered, you know, Tribe Called Quest and Leaders of the New School and Lords of the Underground and and some of those. Uh, really cool and really talented ensemble rap groups of the late 80s, early 90s. Um, uh, what's the, oh, the, the Wu-Tang Clan is another good example of that. It's just, you know, great production, great beats. Everything's different. Uh, very talented vocally and in the way, in the way they wrote. Um, this was not that. It was just bad. <laughs> but I still love It Takes Two, the song. It was great. It's on my playlist. <laughs> All right. Your playlist is an atrocity. My playlist is fine. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> I don't judge you. Don't judge me. You judge me a lot, actually. Oh, you're right. That's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Fair enough. All right, let's move on and talk about the NBA and free agency has happened and lots of moving going on. Uh, Mark, let's start with you. The Nuggets got a little greener, didn't they? Yeah, they got Al Green. Really? No. <laughs> Messing around. They did. They did resign their 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 own player named Green, and then they got another guy named Green who's pretty good, and so they got a little greener. Yeah, and I, I think those are both solid sightings. I mean, they're both really good players and uh, added a little depth to the team at forward or at guard that they needed. So I, uh, 
with the other green. So I think that's they're smart. <laughs> they're good. Lots uh, of lots of green going on. Milty, yeah, did you get green. it? Since you've uh, been locked up and in isolation, did you get a chance to look at any of those free agent signings, the things that the Nuggets did? Yeah. I saw the two greens. Um, but I was trying to maybe get a little bit away from the free agency and get into the draft just for a second as they signed that or they drafted that kid Bones Highland from VCU. And I think he's going to be awesome in the NBA and for, especially for the Nuggets. I remember That's back- such a cool name. <laughs> it is. I love it. Bones. Bones Island. <laughs> sounds like a boxer from the 60s. <laughs> is it like five, six years ago, whatever it was, CU looked like they were going to go to the dance and VCU kept them out and actually showed pretty well for themselves. And they've been doing pretty well ever since. And it looks like they're, they're getting better and they're sending people to the NBA. So yeah. And that kid, that kid can shoot for sure. We'll see if the skill set translates. You, know, you never can tell, but um, I, I like it, right? He, we needed, we need more shooting and more outside shooting, especially since Jamal's going to be out uh, at least till, you know, probably March or April in 2022. So got to get some more out there. Uh, MJ kicking it over to you, the nuggets. What do you think is going to happen this year with all the greenery? Yeah, this is, this is stupid. When you guys told me to put greener on the on the agenda, I thought that that was a dude's name. So I was having a real hard issue trying to Google Nuggets Greener to figure out who the fuck they signed. No, no, two dudes named Green. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck did they sign? Did they they keep calling him Greener, and like that sounds like a hockey nickname to me. So I was like. None of these guys' name is Greener. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, you know, uh, Greener over there. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good old Greensy. I, I, I don't know much about Greener. Uh, does he play mm-hmm. in that conference? <laughs> Let's keep talking NBA and talk about the other big move and shaking happening. The Lakers signed everyone and anyone they could get their hands on. Mark, they got really old. Yeah, uh, they got Russell, Russell Westbrook, um, and apparently there was a giant kumbaya between Russell and AD and LeBron and you know, it came in and Russell was like, I don't have to play on ball all the time, which is bullshit because he's never not played on the ball. Um, and then AD was like, I'll actually play center for once in my life as a seven foot two guy. And LeBron was like, I'll just beat LeBron. Yeah. And then they went out and got uh, Carmelo Anthony and a bunch of other guys in their thirties. And they are rip roaring and ready to be old this year. Um, I have very, very, very little interest in the Lakers. We're going to hear a lot about them this year. Um, We're going to hear a lot about them. I mean, we hear a lot about them anyways. They are basically like the West Coast version of the Yankees uh, for any sport. You're going to hear a lot about the Lakers. So uh, they are. They're the West Coast Yankees. I mean, think about it. you You hear about the Yankees. Anytime somebody talks about baseball, you hear about the Yankees, yes? I'm just saying, now we have the Dodgers and the Lakers are both the Yankees. 
Right. Well, and but <laughs> that's, that's all I'm different. But I, I, it's the Los Angeles thing. It's you know the West Coast kind of biased now because there's a lot of ESPN on the West Coast. But the the Lakers thing is going to be a big deal because the, uh, there is an ESPN branch on the West Coast now in Los Angeles. There is also Fox Sports, which is based out of Los Angeles. So there's going to be a lot of coverage on this team of superstars that's very old and is going to be very hurt. And uh, I, I, I'm not sure how they're going to show, but they're going to show a lot on TV. Like, that's just going to be the point. They're going to be the, everywhere. So I vote as a senior member of the staff of goons that we put a moratorium on Laker talk because we're going to hear enough about it. All in favor, say aye. 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 All right. We're done. We're done talking about the Lakers. Fuck those Fuck guys. Fuck the Lakers. Fuck the Lakers. I will, I will say one more thing, and it's kind of disparaging. Um, one AD, if he actually plays center, he will. He's going to be injured for three quarters of the season because he is the least physically tough athlete I've ever seen. Um, he spends more time on the floor than he does on his feet. Uh, two, there are not enough basketballs for Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, and AD. They are all performers with the ball in their hands and there's just Carmelo Anthony Carmelo is going to get like 10 minutes dude but that and, was the whole point of the kumbaya was that they can share the basketball between their those guys that yeah. was the whole point of their little meeting that they had yeah they and did it. Just, it was for show it was for show they, they whatever. had, they I, had to do it done with the Lakers I just see with their with their age you know you you, you get a running team like the Nuggets and they're running down the court and then all those old guys sitting there, oh, shit, here we go again. <laughs> you're just interested in it because you're old. Old man basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I like my young Nuggets. <laughs> so much better at that than you are. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Well, you didn't seem like you were going to jump in with it. I thought it was a perfect place for it, so. let's keep in the NBA theme and talk about the Chicago Bulls. They gave Lonzo Ball a shit pot full of money. Mark, what the hell? (laughs) I'm going to try to stay in my lane here with this one, but uh, they gave him a contract for $21.5 million a year over four years, something like that for a total of $85 million in four years. For Lonzo Ball, <laughs> like I get it, he's an up and coming player, and he's actually learning how to shoot now. But he still can't play defense to save his fucking life, and his dad is still a pain in the ass. I don't care if he's not on TV or not. You put him in Chicago, where he actually gets a crowd. Now that he's away from uh, where was he in? He was in Louisiana, right? He was in New Orleans. Yeah. And now he's in now he's in Chicago, where there's actually a TV camera every now and again. The guy's gonna show his ugly head again, and. I just, I just can't with Lonzo Ball. I'm so over it. Yeah, look what happened when the when he was in L.A. Uh, Lavar was everywhere and anywhere he could be, and uh, oh, I refer to him as Lonzo's dad. I don't Lonzo, even call him that. Right. <laughs> the guy is a shit show. Nice, uh, Milty. Did you get a chance to check any of this out? What do you think? I did not get involved in this one, so you're going to have to pass on to Michaela. <laughs> Do you know who Lonzo Ball is? Uh, <laughs> not, you, not, not you, her. <laughs> a $21 million basketball player. <laughs> Insane. That is so much money. Yeah, I know. So dumb. He doesn't, he doesn't get 21 points a game. Is that a lot of points in a game? It's good. It's really good. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, so I did a little bit of Googling, and I guess good on the Pelicans for doing a sign-in trade so that they could get, like, some kickback on it, but that just, I mean, not to constantly talk about hockey, but the max contract you can get on hockey is $15 million. Um, and some, like, chode just got a $21 or $21 million contract, and now I'm hearing he sucks, so... That's offset upsetting. Uh, I I think Mark is going to say the same thing I had in my head. Go ahead, Mark. I I don't know what you were going to say, but in 2018 with the Lakers, he was a 9.9 point game guy with uh, 5.3 rebounds. Uh, Last uh, two years ago in the bubble, he was 11.8 points, 6.1 rebounds and just over a steal a game. And last year, the season that just finished, he was 14.6 points per game, uh, 4.8 rebounds, 5.7 assists, uh, and 1.5 steals per game. Um, not great. Mm, that's not just great. that's just above average for his position. Go ahead, Michaela. That's not a du- none of those were double doubles. It <laughs> <laughs> was a single double. Yeah, that's a. <laughs> There's well, one burger on that burger. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. What I was going to say was that, that the disparaging salaries between the leagues, Michaela, is all about the TV money. That's just all that money that comes in, right? And it's, that's where they get these huge contracts. That's why NFL players make so much. That's why baseball makes so much in certain markets. And, and that's why not- the NBA just makes a fucking killing. <laughs> yeah. ESPN gave the NBA $1 billion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They've yeah. been paying for it ever since. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I hate ESPN. Yeah. ESPN. All right. Four oh. letter. <laughs> All right. All right. Let us move on. Milty. I know you can't taste anything, but a very special beer just released in the last couple of weeks, and I want you to give us your review on it. Uh, it's a beer that has quite a bit of history. It, it is an actual liquid. I didn't have to make this up. It's got quite a bit of history in the Denver beer scene. It has been uh, praised and reviled equally. Uh, I have had it on multiple occasions. Uh, let us talk about uh, Wincoop Brewing's Rocky Mountain Oyster Stout. Just released taproom only. Milty, review that beer for us. <laughs> um I can't say that I can just taste it, but that, the Rocky Mountain Oyster Stout, huh? You know, I've never been a super big fan of the stouts. Uh, they're a bit heavy for me. Um, trying to figure what is in the glass besides beer. Um, <laughs> right. and if that's, been to the wine coop, uh, love the place. Uh, they've got some really good beer, beers there, but... Um, the, the heavier beers like that are not not my style. I, I don't even know how to pair them with uh, like pre-dinner or anything like that. So I might not be the actual person that needs to get involved with this one. If you come up with a, something a little bit lighter or paler, <laughs> <laughs> right. IPA-ish, uh, right. 1554, 90 shilling, you know, that's that's my kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, it um, g- pulling from the uh, official website, it is the ballsiest beer and it is a meaty foreign style stout. So um, it is, it, it's really good. You don't actually get any of those weird flavors that you might expect, but there you go. All right. Thanks There's a little brine to it, but not much. Yeah. It, to, to quote an old movie, 
I've had this taste in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Hollywood nights. Gotta love it. All right, Michaela, let us move on and kick it over to you for some NFL hockey hits. NFL hockey hits. NHL hockey hits. Yes. Words. (laughs) Words. Spewing. So good. Do, 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 hockey. Uh, okay. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? I'm the one with the bad sound effects and making the only bad music. I'm I'm the one that does that. The, generally speaking, yes, but I've had a, a lot of sugar today as well, so <laughs> that's what we're rolling with. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. Start. Evander Kane. Uh, Vander Kane over the last year was going through a bunch of bankruptcy stuff. He filed for bankruptcy and this other law company got involved and were saying that he like filed for bankruptcy bad. They wanted him to file for a different flavor bankruptcy. I don't really keep track, but it was all a mess. But then uh, earlier this week, his wife came out on Instagram and said, hey, he's not only um, still a gambler, which is what got him into his bankruptcy, he um it ignore like is a shitbag to me and his kid and he uh has been betting on his own games and throwing his games and the NHL was like well never mind the first part of that shit he's betting on his games let's investigate so they're doing an investigation into him now to see if he's actually betting on his games we're not going to worry about his kid or his wife none of them that they're not important the only thing that matters is whether or not he's been throwing games for the San Jose Sharks uh anyway moving on uh flower our big our good friend mark andre Fleury, decided that he was going to play for the chicago blackhawks for which now. ripped a, for now ripped to him he's not dead he's just on the blackhawks speaking of the blackhawks for our third hit uh if you want to hear more about the blackhawks big legal situation um and you're mad because all of the or not all, a lot of the reporting is behind paywalls. The um, Steve Dangle podcast uh, interviewed Rick Westwood, Westhead, Rick Westhead, who's the lead uh, reporter for that uh, thing. It was an like hour and a half podcast just on that topic. Um, and if you don't want to listen to it, there's a transcript on Twitter going around too. It's horrifying and just a really... Everything about it is bad, but it's a good like hour and a half just getting straight to the point and getting everything out there instead of like everything that's been coming out piecemeal into a different publications recently. Uh, Mark, I've got a couple of thoughts to share, but I'm really interested to know what you think about this whole Evander Kane situation. Um, if he's betting on his own games... <laughs> Uh oh, <laughs> I don't. I, it, it's going to be real interesting. Um, obviously, that there's another side of that, which is the the personal side of he's been a shitbag to his wife, and is um, <clears throat> obviously where there's smoke, there's fire on this kind of stuff. So uh, if you're being bad to your wife and your kid, there's obviously some of that that's going on. Whether or not she did it in public was the right thing to do. Uh, maybe she wasn't, you know, just going to the police or whatever, but. Um, I'm more in, I'm, you know, obviously that, that will be handled, um, by people in the, 
law enforcement profession. Um, I'm way more interested in the gambling side of it because that's fun for us. Um, and so if he's gambling on his own games, I don't think he is because how do you throw a hockey game as one player? <laughs> especially as, as not a, the goalie. As especially Evander Kane, who's not exactly like a great player anymore. Like he's okay and he's, you know, decent and all that stuff, but he's not exactly like the lifeblood of anybody's team anymore. Um, I don't, I don't see him as, it's really hard to throw a game as one player on a a team of, you know, 15. Um, So, but it'll be interesting to see. And gambling stuff is always just super intriguing to me because it just smells of um, conspiracy and it's just fun. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing about throwing a game at at hockey and depending on your position, baseball, I think are probably the two hardest to throw. Um, Well, a lot of them, really. I mean, it's hard to throw a game, right? Unless you have a concerted effort as well as single player. Uh, Evander Kane had 22 goals and 27 assists and had a minus one uh, to Mark's point. Not a great player, but he wasn't bad. The timing of this is a little odd. I can see where the wife is upset, right? Um, yeah, he's a dick bag, not nice uh, to his family, and then left his family to go on vacation. And then she came out and said some of this stuff. Um, okay, gambling. Yeah, that's something you can absolutely investigate. I have a hard time buying the throwing the games bit. I just that that's hard for me to to really grasp, just because of the nature of the sport, right? So. Um, and then the other thing I thought um, that was really funny, I saw the picture of Flower sitting in the locker room with his new sweater in Chicago, and he had that smile on his face. And it reminded me of that Simpsons meme where the guy goes, I'm in danger. <laughs> That's the only thing that popped into my head. I'm like, oh, poor Flower, man. <laughs> so bad. All right. Milty, do you have anything you'd like to add, especially since we did, you know, five minutes on gambling? I No, not really, except that maybe he could show me how to bet on hockey. <laughs> right. Is he Ooh. winning? <laughs> apparently not apparently if he's not bankruptcy yeah he is not winning is for sure he's not good at it all right let's drop into some olympic quick hits uh let's talk about the irish boxer adrian walsh uh had to withdraw from his semifinal round of the tokyo olympics after he won his quarterfinal jumping up and down and pulled a grammatica and sprained his ankle so, Mark, you were the one that clued us in on this. Why don't you share with us this story? Yay, jump, jump, ouch, I get the bronze. <laughs> um, I feel bad for the guy. He he obviously was in line for a gold medal match. He's the best thing that Ireland's got going, I think, in these Olympics. I'm not sure how they're doing on the medals, but I'm sure it's not great. They're probably not top 10 in the medal count. Um he was in line to get to the gold medal match and because of his automatic disqualification to injury, he will wind up with the bronze medal. Um, an unfortunate, um, disparaging thing to happen to a poor Irish guy who just went, yay, jump, jump. (laughs) (laughs) I feel so bad for the guy, but at the same time, it's kind of funny. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I win. Ow. (laughs) All right. right, Next. One of the surprising stories in the Olympics, the U S 
uh, women's national soccer team lost in the gold medal game against those dirty Canadians. Sorry, Canada. Let's revisit that one. Uh, MJ, uh, your thoughts on the match? Uh, so I didn't get a chance to watch it, but I was on Twitter that day, and I follow a lot of Canadians, and they have never been more obnoxious on Twitter. I have never seen so many Canadian flag emojis in my life. I was like, oh my god. Oh, Jesus, I hate this. Oh, this sucks. Oh, I hate these people. And then we lost, and then they wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. So, yeah, <laughs> fuck those guys. <laughs> Milty, did you get a chance to watch the game at all? Did not. I really haven't seen a whole lot of what I planned on watching since I'm kind of uh, relegated to the house here. But uh, if if they were doing a little bit extracurricular on the on the field, and um, then. So be it. The American team had the opportunity for that, and they didn't quite pull it out. They did. They did get a bronze. Did I hear? Or, or is that game being played yet tonight? The American team. I think that was the gold medal match, wasn't it? Was that the gold no. medal match? I don't think it was. I don't think so. Oh, was it the I semis? Don't was it the semis? I don't remember. I believe it was the semis. I think they. I think they had one more shot at a medal. Yeah, they're in the gold or bronze medal match, and that's either tonight or tomorrow, if I remember right. Australia. Yes. You're Australia. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mark, put this put a bow on this one for us. Uh, let's talk soccer. No, I don't want to. Okay, fair enough. Let's move on to one of the feel-good stories <laughs> of the Olympics. <laughs> um, in the high jump... Uh, we have a double gold, uh, the Italian jumper and the, on the men's side, the Italian jumper whose name I'm not even going to try and the uh, jumper from Qatar, who I'm not even going to try, uh, agreed to a tie uh, and they're apparently really good friends and both took uh, home the gold for their uh, respective countries. Um, kind of a cool sportsmanship um, uh, story there uh, a nice moment for uh, both of those guys uh, Mark you're shaking your head what do you think there buddy Gianmarco Tamberi and Mutaz Essa Barshim Barshim and Tamberi are both orange slice guys I think that yeah sportsmanship is great but you are rooting for your country not for each other this isn't the Special Olympics where everybody gets uh, the gold medal and we're all helping each other get up, you know, as you see on the commercials for those things. Uh, this is the Olympics, man. This is like what we do instead of fight each other for wars. Like Italy and I feel like Italy and Qatar should go to war now. And it's all because these two guys decided to share one medal. You can't share one medal. That's not okay with me. That's like the Russian Federation being banned from the Olympics and still getting into the Olympics. That's not okay with me. This is we're we're becoming too soft. There are two gold medals. Nah, they both get silver. Fuck them. Milty, chime in. Well, I guess I would like to have, feel good story. True, I understand, but I would like to have seen them both say, "Hey, let's go for it. Who gets the gold? Who gets the silver? One gold. One more point." And, and this is to go with Milty's point. You could easily fix this and it would be the most entertaining thing that happened at the Olympics. So it's the high jump, right? We're talking about the high jump? Yep. No, it's a long you jump. Get... Long jump. No, no, it was the high, high jump. jump. High it jump. was the high jump. Oh, was it high jump? All right. 
Oh, yeah. It was the high jump. Okay. And so here's what you do. You have the track and field 100 meters, right? You get one guy at one end. You get the other guy at the other. You give them both those big-ass goofy sticks. You get them to run full speed at each other just like they're jousting. If one man is standing, they get that medal, man. That's how you decide this thing. Do you want to go like full dodgeball with javelins? Jousting with javelins, baby. Let's do it. (laughs) 50 meter dash to a joust. (laughs) Would be the greatest thing the Olympics has ever seen. That's the only way to solve this. One of of them had like the aerodynamic floppy javelin that the guy had in Revenge of the Nerds. Lamar. I mean, that, that would be his choice. That would be his choice. He gets his choice of javelin. All right. Uh, Michaela put a bow on this one for us. Any thoughts? Uh, Yeah. So they had been in a dead heat for like a while trying to figure out who would win the gold medal. Um, They both failed a jump three times. And then their options were that they could go to like a three jump jump off or they could share the gold. So I think it might have just been that they were exhausted. And they were like, we're friends. Fuck this. I don't want to jump anymore. My fucking legs hurt, bro. (laughs) Another point on this that's very, I want to say. So if if you're watching a golf channel score or something like that, you've got the guy who's in first. And then you have three people tied for the next position. What do they call that? They don't call it second place. They call it like fifth place, right? Wait, it's like a three-way tie for fifth or whatever. Fourth, well, no, right? that's that's if you have multiple people above them. So if you have a guy, two people tied for first, the next person is in third. Well, whatever. The the whole point being is you can't have two people being in first place. They they would both have to be silver. No, they would be Nobody tied. Two what one is T one. The second one is T one. The next one is three. Yes. Okay. So nobody so gets t- gold two, medal. No, both of them <laughs> get gold medal. <laughs> Your your logic's a little skewed. Javelin joust or nobody gets gold. Play off, baby. Get it done. No, javelin joust or nobody gets gold. That's how we're doing this. And another news, Mark is writing a very strongly worded letter to the IOC demanding a javelin joust off. And I was the only one who braved to say their names, so... Yeah, good job. Yeah, I wasn't even going to try. My opinion counts. <laughs> Everyone's opinion counts, silly. Oh, All that's right. orange slices too. <laughs> Not everybody's. Some people have terrible opinions. We talked about that last week. Orange slice your dick off in a minute. <laughs> wow. Okay. On that note, let's go to the dipshit of the week, Michaela. Um, I'm just going to mute myself for the rest of the show. <laughs> well, you got one more thing to say, so don't do it quite yet. Uh, Michaela, share with us your dipshit of the week. Oh, no. I forgot to pull one up. <laughs> I'm back, everybody. <laughs> so the dipshit of the week is officially Michaela. Michaela's the dipshit of the week. <laughs> Orange okay, slice no. your dick off isn't that funny anymore when you can't even fuck <laughs> your own fucking bit. Okay, no, I have it. I have it. You idiot. I've got it. This is your bit. This is like your bit. You spent too much time coming up with players for the dumb teams. You can't even <laughs> yeah, it took me a lot of effort. You are dipshit. Come on, man. No, 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 no. You ready? You ready for dipshit of the week? 
John Tortorella is now a studio analyst with ESPN. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know whether I want to give it to Torts or to ESPN for hiring Torts. Well, he hasn't said anything yet, so let's give it to ESPN for the actual hire until Torts has, does something that he gets fired for. <laughs> in which case, then we'll give it back to ESPN for hiring him in the first place. <laughs> You know oh. that can't end well. There, there, there's nothing about that that can end well. I love the guy, and I'm sure he's going to say something that's just gold, but it's not going to end well for ESPN or him. It is, it's just going to be good for this show. This is really what it's going to be good for. He's never said a good thing in front of the media. Every time he goes in front oh, of the they're media, all great. he they're says all great. something stupid that gets him fined. Correct. I can't they, imagine. They're all fantastic. Like, they're not no. bad. They're just great. They're like, let's put a microphone in front of the fucking like worst guy to talk to in sports. Are you, you ready? At a time you should not suck. <laughs> Sometimes you just need a goddamn save. <laughs> the, guy, the guy is just a genius. It, 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 he's going to say something that's going to get him fired. It's fine. And then ESPN will be the dipshit of the week again. It's fine. So, so you're not going to advocate for having two dipshits of the week and have them tied? No. Well, we've done that before. <laughs> okay. There's a precedence. Okay. Fair enough. All right. John Tortorella, dipshit of the week. Thank you, MJ. Let us finally put this thing to bed. Uh, Milty, playing hurt. Thank you so much. We appreciate your efforts. We know you're dragging as this thing gets long. Uh, hit us with your final thoughts. Yeah, we've been a little challenged in this team tonight. The, the goons are going crazy, but and I'm sorry. Uh, the wind coop, wind coop beer, I kind of loused that up. I didn't have much knowledge in it. The Rocky Mountain oyster beer, and oh, by the way, it does have a little wang to it. <laughs> <laughs> who who had the over in Hollywood Nights Fallouts? Who had the over? <laughs> Someone had to bet the over. It was a hockey player. I didn't realize it was at one and a half. Oh, <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen Hollywood Nights, go out and see it. It's hilarious. All right, Michaela, your final thoughts. Uh, I'm just excited because tonight is going to be the first time I can sleep in my bed in like three months. So I'm going to go sleep on my mattress. Hooray. I'm so excited. Hooray! Hooray. Huzzah. Huzzah! And there was much rejoicing. Yay! Yay. <laughs> All, right. All right, Mark, your time to shine. Final thoughts. Cool. Appreciate everybody this week. I um, hope you enjoy the podcast. Another shout out to my boy Jonathan. Another shout out to my boy Joe Ennis. Uh, look forward to seeing you guys in October when you guys come to town. And uh, all those people out there that are listening, we appreciate you guys uh, immensely listening. Um, Mexico, I'm done with you. You and the Rockies and the Lakers and the Yankees, all in the same boat. Just maybe it'll fall apart and sink. Maybe, maybe that could be a good thing. But everyone else listening out there in Denver and Las Cruces and London and Athens and Auckland and Austin and Bulgaria and Bogota and Reykjavik and Berlin and Mumbai and Trinidad and Tobago and Sicily and Abu Dhabi and Riyadh and Ontario, Canada. We love you. 
Thank you very much. Uh, for the entire Goon Squad, we have really enjoyed putting these together and have a great time, as you can probably figure out as we laugh at each other. Uh, if you want to uh, engage with us some more, reach out to us uh, at The Idiot Goons on Twitter. Search us on Facebook. My brother is an idiot. Uh, you can also, if you want to learn more about barbecue, King Goon Smoke on TikTok. I do talk to the goons there, too. It's a lot of fun. Uh, for Mark Milty and MJ, my name is Matt. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you guys next week. See ya. Bruh. Bruh. Damn me, guys. <laughs>